Willie's Drunk Tank Here on Rooster Teeth Well, it's the Drunk Tank And it's on every week It's not made of steel But it's very real So let's get drunk <laughs> Technically, it's the Rooster Teeth podcast, but I won't hold it against him because he, he submitted that some time ago. Oh, people going to hear Drunk Take or are you going to dub it? It's the Rooster Teeth podcast. I'll try, I'll try to <laughs> imitate his voice and sing like him. It'll sound terrible. That was a really good intro. That was uh, some guy, I guess, his band. Like some Ken, guy has a band. Sounds like Kenny Wayne Shepherd or Dusty like, Baker. Dusty Baker. Yeah. That's appropriate. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good That is name. a perfect name for you, you ever Isn't s- that the name of the, uh, the old manager for the San Francisco Giants? Oh, Wasn't yeah. it Dusty Baker? Yeah. Was his name? Yeah. Is this guy leading a double life? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's managing uh, baseball teams and playing blues music for the opening of podcasts. <laughs> on his favorite podcast on the internet. I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of cliche, though, don't you think? What's what's that? Did what you, being to, a baseball to, manager to and, making and, making, and making uh, intros for podcasts. We should do a quick round. Of just it. a bit done. We should do a quick round of intros. Hi, it's Brandon. Hi, it's Raleigh Fingers. No, nobody knows who that is. That's a that's an old baseball. I know who Raleigh Fingers is. He got the, he he the mustache. Big, big yeah. mustache. Yeah, this is Matt. Hey guys, it's Kara and Gus, and uh, we're doing a podcast. Yeah, because uh-huh. I think if we, we're, I don't know where everyone is. There's no one in the building There's right no now. One, but, uh, Kennedy, this has been the weirdest week of all time for me. Why do you say that? Because no one has been here, and I've been doing all of you fuckers' jobs <laughs> the entire week. And now I'm going to take a break. In fact, I'm not even going to finish this podcast. I'm going to go in silent right now. You guys can fill it for me. There you go. Nobody was here. Who was here? Nobody was here. Gus was gone. Brandon was gone. Jess been out. Jack's – I don't know what Jack does. He's around sometimes. Who knows? Uh, Joel's gone. And Bernie's been gone. You guys have been gone forever. Yeah, like it's the been longest a while. trip of all time. We, and we were – we almost became New Zealand citizens. There was a strike. Like there was a worker strike. And not a – we're working it out. For the airline. Sorry, yeah, a work is a, a, a strike for the airline, and they they just shut it down. They shut off they shut off the airline, and we thought we were going to be there forever. That, that, that's not a bad place to be stranded. No, it's not. It's a it's a beautiful country. It is. So tell us about your exciting adventures in New Zealand. Right you know, I uh, I feel like I should wait for Jeff. Sorry, I should wait for uh, Bernie and Joel because there's so don't there's it. another version of every story I have to tell. <laughs> Well, I'll talk about London okay. then in the meantime. So we'll, we'll have a little bit of a – that's a little bit of a teaser for next week, talking about New Zealand and Australia. But for now, for this week, we'll talk about my exciting adventure in London. Yay. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> it was the, – the event wasn't in – it was MCM Expo. It's not in London really. It's like way out to the east, like the suburbs. It was like an hour and a half cab ride from Heathrow to get there. And – it was like this new area they called Docklands, and there was nothing out there. That sounds so bad. It that sounds like, bad already. Why would you name – like if you're going to name like a new city, you want it to be like well, Awesome Town. It, you, it <laughs> you're not going to name it Docklands. It used so to be like the industrial docks. So it's like an old warehouse slash industrial area that they've converted to be like so why, residential but, but, and commercial. Why, why name it that? That just sounds bad. It sounds like, you know, Smellyville, US, you know, <laughs> Smellyville. UK. Stinkton. Stinkton. <laughs> Lynchburg, Virginia. That's a real town. Yeah, that's not a good name either. No. But so, I mean, the, the event was great. The event was fine. Got to meet a lot of cool people, but our merchandise never showed up. So I didn't have anything to do all day sitting in the booth. Could they not find Stinkton? 
uh, <laughs> Stinkton wasn't Stink, on the map Stinkton yet. Wales or whatever it was. So, um, so we, we, we sat in an empty booth. So all we, all we did all, all weekend long was just talk to people who came by the booth and explain why we didn't get our stuff. <laughs> I can't imagine, like, after the fourth hour, it's like, hey, where's your stuff? I'm not going to tell you until the last guy. Get out of here. So like, people like, you sold out. Like, so people assume that on Sunday when they're like, oh, did you sell out of stuff? Like, no, I wish. But, like, like I don't understand. Like, there's some people where it's like, I'd be like, you know, they would walk up and I'd say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Our stuff didn't clear customs. And their response would be, oh, what happened? I'd be like, is this person a fucking customs lawyer? Like, are they gonna- <laughs> <laughs> But you do have to wonder what's going on inside customs, you know? Like, all the stuff that comes through there every day. Do they get, like, DVDs and T-shirts and go, okay, this is serious. <laughs> we got to pay attention now. Before, we were letting drugs come in and out and all kind of crazy shit. But, you know, DVDs and T-shirts. You know, will not hold, allow that. Stop the presses. Hold the phone. Stop the presses, you know. Yeah. Um, so we spent long, long hours in the booth not doing anything. Just talking to people. And it was good. I think a lot of a lot of pictures like came out of that. Pictures, yeah. That must be difficult though, because you don't like talking to people. No, I don't. <laughs> it was really awkward. Lots of hugs. I don't like that either. <laughs> but there were a lot more people dressed up than I thought there would be. Like I feel like Ben and Gavin. Yeah, Ben was dressed as Gavin. Gavin was dressed as Ben. <laughs> um, there was more touching on my last trip than any of the previous trips. Like more hugs. Uh-huh. And, and it was just you and Joel, which is the odd thing. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> were they down under hugs? <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I had to modify Get your the way out of my kangaroo pouch. <laughs> Joel, Joel actually got mad. I had to modify the way we take pictures together. Did, why, 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 why did Joel get mad? I want to hear this. Uh, the whole uh, two hands, like or one hand on each shoulder thing, totally not cool. What do you mean? You mean he's behind you doing the, like the fake massage? No, no, what, no. What, no what, like you're posing for a picture, you know, because everybody has to cramp in, like you yeah. know, just kind of like resting your hands. Oh, you know, I'm gonna just kind of come in behind Joel, put my hands right here, like we're best friends. Not okay. You're not best friends. Not best that's friends. What you, that's what you learned. <laughs> Did like yeah. doggy paws on you? I'm trying to envision this. Like what? What was, was the two? Was, hands was it like this? Like turn around? Like no, no, no. It's just like all right. So you know, you have to be. Behind, you have to everybody demonstrate, has to be demonstrate on Matt. Okay, okay. No, well, show not, us where so, you touched him. No, no. This is this is going poorly already. No. Ah, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's not appropriate. Well, I think we have to do that one more time so I can take a picture for the link dump. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. That's totally going in the link dump. Yeah. That way people will Inappro- understand. That's inappropriate. So that's contact. an inappropriate. That's inappropriate well, contact. The, the issue is, you know, people have to lean over the table. And, you know, everybody has to kind of, like, mash in together to be able to right. take a photo. So you just got to – you got to do what you can to consolidate. But that's not okay. And then also uh, just having the one hand is okay the first time. But over the course of the day, it gets, like, imprinted into Joel's bones. <laughs> hmm. The weight, apparently. Yeah. So it's just modifying well, luckily, technique. Since we didn't have any merchandise, we, like – Situated our tables so that people could just walk around back, and I wasn't concerned about anyone taking anything because oh, yeah. we didn't have shit. So it was That's like good. pretty yeah, come pre- on in preform convention then. Yeah, but yeah, there, there were a lot of hugs, which was okay, except for the ones where like you know it's a convention hall, it's hot, there's a lot of people, so eventually smelling. you know you might start smelling bad at the end of the day. But if you smell bad at eight a.m., that's a bad start. There's no reason for that. Yeah. So this was our first convention in the UK, right? Yeah. Did you notice things about it that were different or unusual versus conventions in the States? It seems like the ones we've done in Australia and New Zealand, you know, they're slightly different, but they're, they're very similar to the ones we do in the States. Yeah, they, I felt like the entire hall was like an artist alley kind of thing where there were just like long tables and there were very ah. few booths. Um, there were, you know... A, but was it, was it professional like setups and people attending in, in those... In those, those long tables, or were there, um, were there, was it really like an artist alley? It was like an artist alley meets anime stores. Anime, okay. Like uh, dolls and 
uh, DVDs and shit like that. And people like selling their own comics and stuff. Mm, okay. But uh, yeah, but yeah, there were booths that were big. I mean, that, there was a large video game presence. Like there was, um, what was there? Like Batman Arkham City was there, but that game had just come out. Saints Row the Third. Um, what was that? See, hit, that new Hitman game. Um, oh, I don't know what was going on. We were right by the Saints Row the Third booth. And, you know, it's, it's like a mature game. So they had the entire booth walled off. Like, I guess, like, they check your ID at the entrance, then go in and play the game or whatever, and then you walk out the other side. Yeah. But you can't actually see anything in there because it's a mature game. and There might be right. underage people in attendance. And at one, one morning, like, I was sitting at our booth, and I looked over at the Saints Row booth, and I could kind of see into it, like, through the exit. And Is there, oh, like, black curtains around blocking it off? No, or? it's, like, it's walls. Like they, oh. built, like, they built a room inside The way there. you're describing, like, peeking into it mm-hmm. reminds me of, like, when I'm 12 and visiting New Orleans for the first yeah, time and yeah. trying to peek into the, you know. Well, the, wait, till the, you hear, wait till you hear what I saw. Yeah, okay, Uh-oh. okay, okay. So I look over and all the employees, I guess, are having like their morning briefing. Talk, you know, they're like all circled around. They're talking. And one of them is standing in like the circle and he's got like a four foot long purple dildo in his hands <laughs> that's attached to a stick. And he's like waving it at people, like like telling, giving people job assignments and telling them what to do. And this like dildo's like slapping them in the face. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on in there? Like, I'll never feel bad about our work environment here at this company. Like, at least there's not someone with a di- four foot dildo on a stick slapping me in the face. No, we would only use a five foot dildo in this day. <laughs> I think we all know that. God, I hope it was out of the box, man. <laughs> Hopefully, it wasn't used or anything. Yeah, and the uh, <laughs> there was a. The, the signing area was behind us. Like, there was a wall behind us, and, like, the, all the signing area, like, all the c- celebrities, in quotes, were over there charging uh, 15 pounds for autographs Lance or 15 pounds for pictures. I didn't recognize any of those people. I don't know. Oh, were they all from, like, Doctor Who or some crazy British show? Not even. I think, I think it was, like, C-class even for was it, the there had to be There had to be some, some guys over there that Ben was like, that's the best show on television. <laughs> the, 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 the people from... That was my band. The actress, <laughs> you're welcome, Ben. The actors from Teen Wolf were there. Oh, there's a Teen Wolf TV show now, yes. right? Yes, yeah. and he, he yeah. was very excited about that. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think those were the biggest names there. There's a bunch of people I didn't recognize, but a bunch of really hot women. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah, British TV, I guess. Did they know about the dildo? <laughs> I, guess, I don't, th- I don't <laughs> think they, they got were, around to that's it. That's why they were there, Matt. But, uh, yeah, did I'm you get to see any of London, or did you go hang out with, with Ben and Gav and like, any of the places they like to go? No, no. Well, neither of them are from London. So they didn't really know what was going on either. And, like, to get to the city itself from where we were was, like, a 40-minute ride on the tube. On the tube, yeah. But the tube didn't even go all the way out to where we were. Like, they had a special second railroad that went just to this area. What did they call, the, like, the, that other second railroad? The DLR. The, the Docklands DL- Light Rail. Yeah. So the tube is a railroad? The tube is, like, their subway. Oh, Okay. I always expect they're going to have, like, all their transportation has, has dirty names. That's what you know? it sounds like. Because the tube just sounds, it just sounds yeah. filthy, you know. And uh, all the DLR trains are kind of cool because they don't have drivers in them. So it's like a, like the airport shuttle at DFW where you just get in and you don't know. Like, it just goes on its own. So you, uh, so it's like uh, the, the car from uh, Total Recall. Yeah, or um, Minority Report also, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Gav said that uh, when he took the DLR in, he sat at the front and pretended like he was the conductor, <laughs> like he was driving the train. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was it was weird. Like that that venue is going to be one of the Olympic venues in 2012. Oh, really? Yeah. So they had like a little London 2012 pop up shop in there. Oh, oh God! I'm, I'm, I just remembered something else. So there was like the weirdest mix of people ever at this event. Normally, you know, you go to a convention and it's like the whole convention hall is whatever your nerd event is. Mm-hmm. 
at this one, there was like our event was going on, but there was also a Britain and Ireland's Next Top Model event going on at the same time. <laughs> so that's where all the good-looking girls came from. Yeah. So it was weird. Like you'd be walking, you know, you'd be sitting out in the hall, and people would be walking to the different events. And at first, like before I knew the event was going, I was like, man, it looks like there's a lot of models here or something. It's, like, it's a lot of really good-looking women. And then you'd see the people going to the MCM, and it was weird. You could easily tell who was going where, but you saw like crossover interaction a lot. Mm-hmm. Like when. The people going to the next top model thing, I guess, were really interested in some of the costumes ah. and some of the way that the other attendees were dressed. And I could see them approaching them and like talking to them and like holding the fabric and asking like questions about how they made their costume. It was kind of cool. I in, when when we went to the last convention in Sydney, there was like a UFC thing going on or like like Ultimate Fighting Championship. There was a big portion of the event that was that, and then it's mostly like you know the typical nerd events, which aren't really like muscle-bound right. guys looking to punch each other's faces in for the most part. And I kept thinking at some point, you know, there's going to like be some kind of brawl that breaks out where like, a, you know, somebody with a lightsaber replica accidentally pokes a UFC <laughs> guy in the eye <laughs> and then just like it's going to be bloodshed everywhere. But thankfully that did not no, happen. No. In, uh, in Melbourne, the... Melbourne can you, you came oh, back, came back and pronouncing it correctly. No, yeah. that's good. No, no, pronouncing it incorrectly. That's not the American way. Well, I guess that's true. Go ahead. I, I had to do the introduction in the panel, and uh, I, I heard right before then that it was pronounced a different way. So I was just sitting in the corner being like, Melvin, 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 did you, Melvin. Did Melvin, it cross your mind that maybe they were Melvin. fucking with you? No, no. no. Um, so it's funny, like the, uh, the convention hall, the other convention was a, you know, white collar PowerPoint presentation type uh-huh. uh, um, group. And it was really weird seeing them pass by and always do double takes mm-hmm. for, like, everybody in costume. But I figure, like, if you've never seen any of that and you're away on a corporate retreat, that must be the weirdest shit ever. It'd probably be entertaining, though, at the same time. Get a break from all the corporate stuff Yeah, they're probably, on, yeah, they're probably used to seeing people in suits. And mm-hmm. But would you be mad if you were organizing the event? You're like, you didn't tell me this was going to be here? Like, it's, it's, it's definitely a distraction. I, I might take away. I remember one time we were at Comic-Con at one of those giant hotels. That's right next to the convention center, and there was this elderly couple that was walking around that looked fucking terrified. <laughs> and there was all because there was everybody in costumes running around, yeah. screaming, and just like so much chaos. And you know you can't get one of those hotel rooms unless you book it way, way, way in advance. Yeah. So I'm sure they booked it a year in advance or something. Had no idea that this Comic Con thing was going to be happening at the same time in the same place. And they must have thought they'd get dropped on an alien planet. Yeah. Each generation you know? gap right there. It yeah. Like. So both of you guys have been in Australia, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do hoodlums look like? Because I saw a group, and they look like they were up to no good. And they, 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 I, I didn't know, though. Like, I, and I realized, like, you don't know what people to stay away from did they look not like, from that country. Did they look like Carrie's friends? <laughs> No, no, no. They look they they looked they're, a little bit more uh, or less sixteen. They're wearing <laughs> they're wearing torn Kylie Minogue shirts and throwing meat pies. I guess I don't know. What, what, what would I have I'm no idea. Them. Look like soccer hooligans. There you go. Or no, that's that's England, isn't it? That's uh, that's England. You're right. right. Fo- fo- can we call them soccer hooligans? Or oh. we have to call them football. Let's call them hooligans to be hooligans, safe. Hooligans, yes. Yeah. Do you know they call uh, American football there gridiron? Gridiron. I that's love that. Way name. better. Yeah. I wish. I wish that we called it gridiron. I like yeah. that. That sounds way more hardcore. And One Sunday yeah. night gridiron. Yeah. I'm, I'm down oh, with yeah. that. Yeah, that's an awesome name. Let's do it. Let's start like, it. I wonder it here. if like the NFL or like the Americans came up with that term to try to market it overseas, or if they came up with that term on their own. Because if they came up with that term on their own, we, I think we should have a, like a management change here. <laughs> <laughs> People are obviously doing it wrong. Yeah, Wh- exactly. Whoever came up with the name Gridiron is a fucking genius. 
they get a promotion. So did you watch? Did you watch any sports in the Australian like cricket or anything like that? Uh, no, I tr- I, tr- I tried watching Australian <laughs> rugby. It was just confusing. It's funny we got wait, wait rugby or Aussie rules football. Aussie rules football. Okay. Sorry, uh, we got to. Uh, I still don't know the difference. Yeah. The Do di- you know the, the difference? I, I tell you, there's a key difference. The key difference is people understand the rules for rugby. People just get drunk and cheer at Aussie rules football. But isn't it now called Aussie rules gridiron? <laughs> uh, when I was when I was there, I couldn't figure out any of the sports. And actually, I wanted to figure out the sports. I thought it seemed cool and interesting. I, there was this one restaurant down the street from where we were staying, and we would go there kind of like you know for lunch a lot of the time. And I went in one day and was watching a cricket game on TV, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool!" And just like trying to pay attention, trying to follow it. It's kind of hard, but you know, you get a little bit of of what's going on. And I went back the next day around the same time, and it's like, "Oh, this is." A good game as well. Is this the same game I was watching yesterday? Is this a rerun? And I was asking somebody, and it's like, no, they just like they play one game yeah. for like four days. Yeah, it goes on for like three wow. or four days. Yeah, it was like, and it looked exactly like exactly the same thing I had seen yesterday. It was just they were still continuing in the same yeah. game they had from before. Yeah, those games last a long time. Do they change clothes and stuff and yeah. like see their families? It almost sounds like a prison term. <laughs> you must hit a ball with stick. Um, so, so did you? You said you saw some Aussie rules football. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. I, I, just, and and how like out of the loop I am, or we? I guess we were. We had no idea that uh, we we, we got to New Zealand and we we're like, oh, let's go to the rotating restaurant, you know, in the oh, in, in Auckland, in, in yeah. Auckland, yeah. And so we get there and we're trying to make reservations. We can't. We can't park. We're like, what's going on? It turns out, uh, New Zealand just won the World Cup <laughs> the day before. Oh, right. And so they were having a giant parade, and we had, we had no clue. The All Blacks. Yeah, the All Blacks. That's pretty cool. Which is, uh, they have a mascot, yellow mascot with dreadlocks. This feels really uncomfortable, the whole the whole thing, the whole situation. <laughs> the team name was All Every, Blacks? It's all, it's, it, yeah, that's like the All like, Blacks, yeah. Oh, okay. With a dreadlock mascot. It's just, <laughs> it just, I don't know if it's, I don't know. Context. <laughs> it's um, really weird. I, I ate at that rotating restaurant last time I was in Auckland. So, uh, where were you staying? Was the event near that rotating restaurant, or was it somewhere else? No, it was nowhere near there. It mm. was um, down by the racetrack, close to it. it. It didn't really feel so much like a convention center as racetrack. it did a playground. Okay, or a, sorry, a fairground. Mm. Yeah, the when I went, the event was right there, like two blocks from that rotating restaurant. There's a little convention center there, and that's where we had it. So that's why, like, when I was giving you suggestions on stuff to do. It was nowhere near where you were, I guess. It was all in that area right there. No, but it was near the casino, which I got to know when I was losing money. How much did you lose? Well, first I went up. I won about 200 bucks. I was like... Is that American money or New Zealand money? This is, yeah, Monopoly. New Zealand money. Monopoly. <laughs> what's the exchange rate? Do you know? Um, I think it's 80%. Um, I, uh, for, I got $200 in New Zealand for $160 American. Okay. So I went in with $150. I turned that into like $350. And I was like, this is so awesome. I took money and I made that more money. What were you playing? Uh, I was playing roulette. Okay. So then I went back the next day and I was like, I'm going to make this even more money. And I, I lost it all. I lost it all. Everything. Well, it's how, all gone, man. Wow. Were you just betting like on red or black or? Yeah, I was doing a red or black as a safety. It's like, you know, 49% chance and then betting on uh, the thirds. Yeah. Because that's still relatively okay odds and uh-huh. a pretty good payout. And it worked for a while. And then I would do something where I'd like, all right, I'm going to just put it all on. Well, not put all. I'm going to put a whole shitload on just this one bet. 
Because, like, odds are I'll probably be okay. So much did you lose? About 150 bucks. Uh, on New Zealand. On New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. That's not too that's bad. Like, uh, that's it's like... Not, it's, it's not... But, but you, once you win a lot, and it's all gone, man. Yeah. That feeling of failure almost. Have, have you ever gone to Vegas, Kara? No, I have not. I would love to go, but I've been to one casino. I went to the one up in Oklahoma. There's a casino in Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. There's a couple. The I Indian Reservation. Windstar. Windstar. Okay. Mm-hmm. This portion of the broadcast brought to you by Windstar. <laughs> uh, I ended up what's, winning what's, $200. What were you playing? Blackjack? I actually was playing video poker. Video poker. The video poker is the one thing I can't figure out. Like, It doesn't seem like that's something you should go to a casino to play. Well, I know it's very popular, but, and I, I guess it's the same thing way about the, the the slot machines. Mm-hmm. I was eighteen at the time, so I was just kind of trying to learn the ropes. Sure, sure. Place. Yeah, yeah, there's less pressure. I think that you're. I less, guess I uh, can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the thing I don't get is like when you're playing, like let's say for example, video poker. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no physical cards or anything. It's all software. Right. Like, when does it like decide? Okay, you can win now. Oh no, you're going to lose, lose, lose. Like it, it just seems it's so much like more arbitrary. Like yeah. it can cheat a lot more than if you have a deck of cards and you're going through them. Yeah. Like I, I don't have that level what is, of trust. What is the what is the law there? It's like the payout has to be like ninety seven percent, right? Like oh, I, don't know. I think that there's a rule. Like they they can only take in so much money, and they have, like they have to return so much in payouts. And I think it's like ninety seven percent. Like there's a in uh, Clark County, you know. But it's like it seems like with those machines, it's like they've got it down to a science. Yeah, they know exactly to the nickel. You know how much money you're going to make, or if like the rest of the casinos are making too much money, they use those machines yeah. like, to uh, offset yeah. it so to like, give up. people money. The slot machines are amazing. Like when I sat down for the first time when I got to Vegas, I, you get it. Like you get why people just sit there because it's like ooh lights, sound. No, I don't get it. Colors. I don't get it though. There's some that are so crazy. No, I mean I understand. I understand how people just get addicted. It's just so much like stimulus to your brain. It's just it's just this weird form of like pleasure to losing money. <laughs> Yeah, I've never, I've never understood it. I've never been a big gambler, I guess, in general. Me neither. It's dumb, but dude. It it's is, just stupid. Yeah. Did Joel? Well, never mind. We'll, we'll let Joel tell yeah. his stories later. Speaking uh, of big gamblers, I, yeah, I know he, I know he loves to gamble. He talked about it about that Vegas trip recently on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but Joel's been finding all sorts of ways to lose money lately. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I can't wait to get an update from him. So uh, I'm surprised to see you in the office today. Didn't you just land last night, Brendan? Uh, yesterday, but, um, we had a, um, we had a long layover, I guess, and, uh, so it's, it's been a lot easier adjusting. Luckily, there was a mechanical problem with the plane. That's always lucky. I was going to say lucky. Yes, excellent. (laughs) To where I had a good amount of, uh, time to sleep on the way to Dallas, but, um. And then, thank God, the next plane was on fire. (laughs) They, I, I, I I fell asleep, and then I vaguely remember waking up and them talking about how it's going to be some more time. They don't know if they can fix the plane. We're going to see. Went to sleep. Woke up again. They're like, they don't think we're going to be able to fix the plane. We're going to have to switch planes. Fell asleep. Woke up in the air. (laughs) Fell asleep. Woke up, and we were in Dallas, which is good because I would have freaked the fuck out. Now, on the the overseas flight, you were in coach, and Joel was in some kind of space-age Darth Vader pod. Yeah. No, no, no. No, he was in first class. And one of those giant planes, they have not just seats, they have these pods. Like, no, you literally, like, awesome. walk in from the back, and it, it looks like it's the Darth Vader pod that he's erupting from before he talks to the Empire. Did you, before er, he talks to the Emperor. Did they try to hit you with sticks when you went into the first class area? Could they, like, smell it was the like, stench It was like a different floor, man. 
It's just, I, 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 couldn't even, really? I couldn't even get there if I wanted to. It was ridiculous. I had to lock on the door. Yeah. You didn't have the password. You have to know the secret knock. There were guns. There was just like a little turret like right above, like following you around as you get close. How drunk was Joel when he got off the plane? Oh, dude, I, I, he, he claims he didn't sleep at all. I was just like, you just can't drank? sleep in first class. <laughs> like, That's nuts. Yeah. Um, man, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine being in, in that area and for that flight. And then what, did it make you like really jealous or like really bitter when you got off the plane about it? I was just happy to be there. Yeah. How long was the flight? Uh, it was like 14 hours, but it was like a lot. Um, we we flew to L.A. and there was only like a couple hour layover. So it was it was literally about 26 hours of traveling, yeah. especially since we ran out of fuel. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Ran out of fuel. Didn't not have enough fuel to make it. So you had to stop in Sydney on the way there? Yeah, we stopped in Sydney to fuel up. I was just, I was just like, well, why don't, why don't you just? They have refuel planes. Let's just bring so one of those. And your, your final destination at Melbourne. Is Melbourne. So you stopped in Sydney, and then how long of another flight is it from Sydney to, to Melbourne? Um, like it was probably hours? another hour, an hour and a half. We couldn't get off the plane. Like they didn't let us off the plane. We just refueled. Yeah. So how, how long did it take to refuel? Probably about an hour, hour and a half. Wow. It was just. It was just. Well, luckily, Shitty. you didn't run out of fuel when you were over the ocean. Yeah. What would you do then? Yeah, yeah. Luckily, <laughs> we didn't have to crash in the ocean. It would have been, like, lost. You know, the last time I came back from uh, from Australia, I was on the Sydney to L.A. flight. And I, I couldn't sleep either. It was like, you know, it's the middle of the night, I guess. Or, you know, it's dark outside. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, so, yeah, somewhere. It's dark outside, at least. You're supposed to be sleeping. And so I'm just flipping through the, the movie thing because those movie things they have now on the planes are unbelievable. There's like 50 movies you can watch or 100. It's yeah, like they're crazy. awesome. Yeah. And um, I found Inception and I hadn't seen it in quite a while. So I started watching it, but I was already kind of feeling you – know, starting to feel kind of drowsy. You know, and I had a couple of drinks and it was – you know, I was getting a little bit loopy. And then at the end, it's – turns out, you know, the, the flight that, they on, that they're on in the movie is that flight, is that Sydney to L.A. flight. It's the same flight I was on. Oh, oh right, wow. yeah. While yeah. I'm watching it, and I just got so weirded out by that. And then, like, then I was like, I really needed to fall asleep at that point, <laughs> and I couldn't. Like, my eyes started to close, and I would freak out that I was going to be inceptionized. You know, if I went to sleep. But that is a crazy coincidence. It was weird, and you know, and I, we finally got there, and my kid had a little spinning top, and he was you know, <laughs> doing that for me. Now, you finally got to see his face. I finally got to see his face. You know, he finally turned around. No. Um, did you see yesterday about that um, that plane that landed in Warsaw with no landing gear? Yeah, that's crazy. That was just, nobody hurt. Yeah, it was a seven sixty seven that flew from New Jersey to Warsaw, and they had a hydraulic failure. Their landing gear landing gear would not deploy, so they landed on their belly. I didn't think that would really work. Wow. It, it, they had to shut the airport down. I think for a day because the plane was blocking the runways. That pilot's a champ, man. Yeah. That yeah. Guy's... How do you tow out an airplane? That... Did the people know? Did yeah. they? Did they announce? They probably did. They probably made him get in crash crash position. Yeah. Oh man, when we were flying, we flew. Um... What is crash position? Where, there's a couple of different ways you do it. You either do this on the seat in front of you, or you uh, go. You grab your legs like this and you hold. Depending on what the type like of seat you're on. Position, yeah. Do you ever remember them showing how to do that position on any of the American uh, airlines? No. Like, yeah, they show you on Qantas, and we we're looking at that. I was like, "That's so weird!" Like, 
I've never seen it's it's in the it's in the pamphlet in the booklet in the safety booklet if you ever actually flip through it that's oh, where it is okay. they don't demonstrate it but it's in the booklet uh, we watched it we watched the video and it was just like they would never do this on any American airline like it would freak people the fuck out did, did you see those Air New Zealand safety ads that came out with like two years ago where it was like you know instead of doing like you said it was a video instead of flight attendants performing in front of you you would just watch this video and it demonstrates all the safety features of your plane. Well, they made these videos, and they know that people don't watch them, so they decided to do something a little different to try to get people to watch the safety videos. Mm-hmm. All of the flight attendants in the video are nude oh. with the uh, the new Air New Zealand uniform painted onto their body with body paint. So they do all the demonstrations in the nude, but it looks like they're wearing uh, the, the the uniform. Way to wow. get attention. Yeah, in an effort to get people to watch them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they had, have you seen the naked news broadcasts? Yeah. You know... Mm-hmm. Not as cool. Naked. Not as cool as you. Once when we first started Rooster Teeth, Naked News contacted us. Do you remember this, Matt? No. It was like 03 or 04. Naked News contacted us and wanted to do an interview. <laughs> Except, <laughs> Did they want us to be naked? <laughs> no, no. The thing was, they, they did not want us to be naked. But Jeff and I insisted if they interviewed us that we had to be naked. <laughs> they, they, they never replied after that. <laughs> we were like, we'll totally do it. We have to be naked. They, they, did, I, they, did, I, they were not down with that. I don't remember who the porn star was, but I do remember we got contacted at some point by a porn star asking us to do some kind of co-promotion. Do you remember that? Yeah, I'm trying to think of who it was. That was, I want to say, like, 2004, 2005. And it was like, hey, just... And, like, the wording of the letter was creepy, too. Like, I'm just putting out a feeler (laughs) to see if you guys would like to, uh, you know... It was like some porn porn video game, right? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, and they wanted us to, like, make some kind of uh, of story. That makes slightly more sense. It was like a vanity project. Yeah. Like... Uh, porn video, game. right? Right. Yeah, it was really odd. I can't. Re- I cannot for the life of me remember who that was. I play that game all the time, though. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, names don't matter. Game gameplay. Mm-hmm. As long as the gameplay is good, that's all that matters. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, the last time I went to New Zealand, uh, I always get. I always uh, the, probably. I guess I should preface this with another story first. I always get a little nervous when I fly internationally when I get to like customs and mm-hmm. immigration. Yeah, because I'm always afraid that. You know, I'm going to get pulled out of line. They're going to ask me what I'm doing. I'm going to get sent back to my and if we own have, country. If we have to start talking about it, it gets really dicey really fast because no one believes you when you say, mm-hmm. I, I work on the internet. Yeah, like, like I never it know. Sounds what to put, like a lie. They always ask occupation on those forms, and I never know what to put. Yeah. And so, like, I'll, I always put filmmaker. <laughs> and, like, and they ask me, I'm like, yeah? And they're like, where's your camera? Mm-hmm. I didn't bring it. <laughs> when, I, when I went to Vancouver last, I made a terrible misstep right off the bat because we were going to watch uh, it was uh, at uh, Ken West yeah and so we were going to like watch a movie I think was the first thing we were doing I had just gotten like the schedule from Dominic and uh, so that was what was on my mind and the the guy custom guy that goes so why are you here? And he goes, I'm gonna go see a movie. <laughs> so you can see like a giant red flags appear in his eyes, you know? And he goes, Who are you going to see the movie with? And I said, um, some some friends and I was like oh man now I'm I'm really veering off course and he goes oh yeah how do you know these friends from the internet you know and he's like have you really ever met them before and I was like well not in real life does that matter oh my god but when we were um, the line to get through through immigration at Heathrow this time was really long it took it took a long time and when we were you know waiting through it. I noticed there was like there, there's two different lines, right? There's a line for people who are UK citizens, mm-hmm. and there's a line for everyone else. So we're in the everyone else line. The UK line is kind of next to us, but between the two of us is like this little seating area with like three benches or four benches, and it's roped off. 
And I thought, that's really weird. I guess if you get tired, they let you sit there. You know, I don't know what I was thinking. And then as I'm waiting in line, I see that they start pulling people out of line, and that's like the timeout area. <laughs> what? Where, that's like where they put you if they have further questions about your... If you're suspicious. The, right, the purpose of your visit, if you're mm-hmm. suspicious. So they don't take them to another room. They just sit them in there, and they make them wait. And then after a while... like a display for everybody to right. see and point at. So, like, I mean, I was... At, at, depending on where I was in the line, I was as close as, like, across this table to them. Like, like imagine you guys are detained, and I'm waiting in line to go, you know, try to get to yeah. the immigration control. And I, they started filling it with people... And uh, they guess they weren't English speakers, so they brought some other woman over to translate. And uh, there's like, so there's two immigration officers: this woman who's translating, and uh, the this man who's asking the questions. And the man asking the questions is like getting in their face and screaming, like, "I don't believe you! What are you trying to get into my country?" And the woman's like sitting there, like she's also getting angry and like in their face, repeating the same <laughs> question in another language. And it's like your story doesn't add up. And then they're just yelling at them. And then finally, like the guy, like throws his clipboard down and, like, storms off. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And this is, like, when I'm right next to yeah, him. And, this show, and, I'm like, and this is, like, out in the open. Like, this wow. is not, like, in a back closed-door area. And, th- and then they still keep filling the area with more people. Like, what the fuck is going on? Did the translation woman grab the clipboard and slam it? <laughs> so this is the translation yeah. of that, that clipboard slam. <laughs> Ding. She, like, she walked off also. And I don't know what happened to those people. They were there, the whole, like, after I left as well. The transparency, I guess, is good, but it makes it seem like that's the kind of airport where they would have the nude body scanning machine, you yeah. know, and they would turn it around so everybody could see <laughs> it, you know? Right. Oh, well, I had to go through that machine on the way back. Like, we flew from London to Dulles in D.C. to Austin. And uh-huh. coming f- through London, like, you don't have to take your shoes off. You just go through a normal metal detector. It was nice. Yeah. But then when you land in Dulles, you get off the plane. They make you go through security, like... Oh, but you go through immigration, through you go through security yeah, again yeah. To, before you get back on the plane to go wherever you go. And then, of course, I had to take my shoes off. I had to go to the body scanner. And I think the worst airport for that is uh, is L.A., actually, you know, because you have to change from the Tom Bradley International oh, Terminal right. to one of the other terminals. And you have to get on a bus sometimes, yeah. you know, to go from one to the other. It's ridiculous how it's just completely separated. Yeah, the LAX is weird. It's like you drive in in that horseshoe shape, and it's just a bunch of different – it's like eight different terminals, right? Yeah. It's huge. And, like, the first thing you're thinking would be great to do after you get off a 17-hour flight is get on a bus. Yeah. You know? Very convenient. Just so you can go to another another plane for another three hours. So we land in LA, and uh, we go through customs, and we have to wait for the bag. Of course, it's a huge plane. Bag takes about, like, 25 minutes to get there. And then we just go through – a couple more checks, and they just look at the passport, and that's it. And they walk into another room, and then there's just this baggage area. And they're like, all right, we'll take your bag. You have a connecting flight. And it's like, really? Like, wh- why, why did I have to walk it here? Yeah. Like, why did I have to walk it 20 feet? Like, why couldn't you just – well, you want- didn't check it. You didn't, you didn't look in it. Like- yeah, they want you there for accountability purposes. And if they pull you aside, they want to see what's in your bag as well. I guess. Match the bag to the person. Right. Felt like they were laughing at me. I got in the same trouble as you. They were asking me why I was there, and – um. I said, oh, this, you know, convention. They're like, what kind of convention? I was like, oh, a comic book convention. They're like, you sell comic books? And I was like, well, <laughs> it devolved into, like, this three-minute explanation of what we do for a living. Yeah. Which is never easy to tell anybody yeah. who doesn't know about it, much less a security officer at the airport. The, the last time I went through immigration at New Zealand, I, um, it was a really long line. And like you said, you know, you, the plane, you know, everyone got off the plane, everyone gets in line. And like I said, I always get a little nervous, and I got up to the front, 
And I give the guy my passport, and I feel like he's staring at it for a long time. He's looking at me and looking at the passport like, oh, fuck. He, you know, he, there's something he doesn't like here. And he looks at me and he goes, you're Gus from Red vs. Blue, aren't you? <gasps> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I am. And he's like, oh, I'm such a big fan. I love it. And he, he starts talking. And it gets, like, it starts getting uncomfortable because I feel like my line's not moving. And I yeah. feel like attention is starting to turn towards me, like, from other officers. Like, what's going on? What's taking so long over there? So, like, I freaked out. And I knew at that event that Billy West was going to be there, you know, who does uh, a voice actor. From so, Futurama. From Futurama and other things. So I turn around and I look behind me and I can see he's a couple people behind me. So I told the guy, I was like, you, you love Red vs. Blue, right? He goes, yeah. I go, do you like Futurama? He goes, oh, yeah, I love Futurama. I go, look, that's Billy West right over there. He goes, oh, shit. He, like, stamps my passport and lets me go through to try to get to Billy West. It was like it was like the quickest way for me to try to get out of there was to like deflect to someone else. I would be scared in that circumstance. It's like the beginning of you know a suspense movie kind of plot where the guy like he recognizes you, so he marks something special on your form, right. yeah. and then he goes off to the bathroom and dies or something, <laughs> and some other like you know customs agent has to come take over and sees that your form is specially marked, and then you get hauled off into the brig somewhere and yeah. harassed and. You know, then the four foot dildo comes out. <laughs> There's clipboards being thrown the down. Clipboards being thrown. It's a whole crazy thing. Anthony Hopkins shows up, and he's your new partner. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I was at, in the New Zealand airport, we we had just arrived, and we we're at the place where you're getting your bags. I guess I think it's one of those in between places where you get the bags, but then you're taking them somewhere else, like Brennan was saying. And they had the dogs, the the mm-hmm. drug sniffing dogs uh-huh. that were going around. And usually, you just see those dogs, and they're just kind of like. You know, walking around the airport, they're not really stopping anywhere. And um, my son, you know, was like three at the time, and he's like pointing at the dog. And he's like, I think he said something like, Daddy, that dog really likes those people. (laughs) And I look over, and there's like two kind of like Rastafarian kind of (laughs) young kids, and they've got dreadlocks and everything. And that dog is all up. I think after a while, the dog kind of gave up. Like, he couldn't find the specific spot. It was just <laughs> there was everywhere. everywhere. And he kind of, the dog kind of backed off. And and uh, the the dog handler looked down at the dog, and his expression was like, come on, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, get back in there, dog. You know? I know you're going to find something. You can find it. But we, we, we went off on So that's way. the solution to sneak drugs into a, another country. Yes. Just stink like Co- drugs everywhere. Co- 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 everywhere. That dog was like, he was ipping their hair. He was like, <laughs> just everywhere. I didn't know they also uh, looked for drugs in New Zealand because I saw the dogs, but they were, they were just looking for food because yeah. New Zealand's I, hardcore about bringing in fruit or, or seeds I think, or anything else. Yeah. I think that might be more of what it is than even the drug thing is that immigration thing if you can't bring in uh, different plants. You know, they also have dogs that can smell money. Do they really? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's not illegal to carry a large amount of money, mm-hmm. but you There's have to declare amount. it. And when you carry more than that amount of money, it's normally suspicious. Like, mm-hmm. why do you have over $10,000 in cash right. on you? So, yeah. Um, yeah, they have dogs that train that can smell money as well. It's like the idea that they're specially does, trained dogs. I want one of those dogs. Does, does, Joel, does Joel know about this? <laughs> <laughs> that seems like it would be his dog of choice. <laughs> just take that dog out in the world anywhere yeah. and just, like, let, let it mm-hmm. lead him to money. You know? Yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's crazy the, the, the amount of things a dog can smell. They have a dog that can smell gold. <laughs> I had a speaking of which I had there, there was this guy who came by on Saturday to our booth who was dressed like Greece I know that doesn't does, does sound like that makes sense dressed like Greece oh the country the Greece. country Greece oh. like he was cosplaying oh. the country Greece and he had like little Greek flags and was asking everyone for euros <laughs> 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 it was really funny that is funny 
I wish I'd gotten a picture of him, but I didn't get it at first. We we just put a uh, a shirt in the store that's um, my country entered a period of uh, monetary devaluation followed by a cycle of unemployment, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt <laughs> inspired by Joel and True Vince. Do we really have that in our store? Yeah, we do. Wow. That's a big thing now, people coming up to Joel, and they're just like, hey, Joel, double gold! Hey! <laughs> sure do the double that. gold thing! <laughs> Talk about gold. Oh, man. People, yeah, I, I'm... People, people love that stuff. They love hearing yeah. Joel rant about the financial system, and I'm glad that we have the animated adventures now to uh, to get that out to a wider audience. Yours just came out last week, Kara. Yes, it did. I think people really liked it. I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, and that happens. That's real life. Oh yeah, right. I Kids, am... you're knocking down their ice cream cones all the time. People want that. People want yeah. you to knock ice cream out. Has anyone come by the office yet like that? Yeah, actually, I did knock out one person's ice cream out of their hands. <laughs> He, well, he came by for a tour, and I gave him a tour, and after he was done, he was like, oh, no, I forgot something. I'll be right back. And he left and comes back with one of those, like, gas station drumsticks that's already yeah, made nice in the here. package. And I think I came in and I told you guys about <laughs> it, and you were busy editing the podcast or something. So you're like, be sure you do it in front of the security camera. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go, go back and find it. I forgot about that. <laughs> But it was so funny, and I was like, okay, and got, you know, my stance all set up and just swung as hard as I could at it, and it broke, and then I felt bad, and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't want to be rude, and I gave him a hug afterwards, because I was like... He wanted it. There's, like, people, uh, people, oh, he loved it. People it at the funny. New York event kept coming up to the booth nonstop asking for you, because they wanted you to knock ice, with ice cream in their hands, because they wanted you to knock ice cream out of their hands. He was moaning, though, as you was, as was doing it, which is kind of weird, but <laughs> I get it. New, New, you, you guys covered New York already on the podcast? Yeah, we, talk, sound, we talked about it. That York. sounds like a pretty good event. We, had, we, had, we had some good stories. I'm sure there's going to be some animated adventures that come from it. Uh, but if you, I'll give you a quick overview of the highlights. Yeah. Um, I have one, one highlight Mike, from, from the outside perspective. Michael and Chris met a drug dealer named Kevin nice. in Times Square who gave them his business card. <laughs> yes, I heard that in the last podcast. Was what, what, what was your highlight from an outside perspective? Um that my, you know, we had the, t- the two booths essentially this year because oh, yeah. we had our distributor had a booth yeah. that had the stand up with Caboose where you could take a picture. And um, my some members of my family that lived in New York had been to the screening at uh, Lincoln Center that we did years and years ago. And they went to the, um, to the other booth and uh, their daughter took a picture with Caboose in the stand up, which is really cool. And they sent it out to family and stuff. And then um, her mom was like, Hey, this is so cool because we, you know, uh, my cousin does this, and uh, we were at the Lincoln Center event, you know, years ago. And I think the distributor people, like, they had never heard that we did a Lincoln Center event. And they were like, no, they're thinking of something else. That's the wrong thing. <laughs> and then they devolved and they got in a big, like, shouting match over, like, oh my God. like, yes, no, it's really real, and stuff like that. But so that my family ruined that event. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so um, we're 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 done with events for a while till next year, which is uh, good. Well, way to go out with a bang. Yeah, yeah. we. Uh, I, in fact, I'm glad you mentioned booking Comic Con hotels so far in advance because normally in November is when I book San Diego Comic Con hotels. So I need to Man. probably go do that after we're done recording this podcast. That's insane. Yeah, that's totally insane. Uh, what do you think? Do you think we'll do a lot of events again next year? or Do you think we'll scale back to normal? Normally, most years we only do. The Paxes and San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, this year we kind of went a little crazy and did a whole bunch. Of I them. don't know. It's hard to say. I think you know it seemed to go well this year. You know, for the most part, we've got a lot coming up with RTX. Mm-hmm. We have, I guess we haven't really talked too much about that yet, right? No, there should be news on that very soon. I think we're we're near a point where we can start talking about that. Yeah, so that'll take a lot of our resources. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think all the events that we went to this year were a lot of fun. It was nice that a lot of the people in the office who hadn't gone to events before got to do some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think everyone except for Kara has been to one now. I know. I guess I'm. We, you did RTX we'll this get, year. We'll have to. We'll, we'll have to. We're we'll gonna take her to that that ice cream convention. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> no, we should take her somewhere and sell ice cream in the booth for like ten bucks a cone. <laughs> and then, if, and then if you want Kara to knock it out, it's an additional like five bucks. <laughs> we'll make a fucking killing. <laughs> Well, we're always looking for stuff to do in the booth, you know, more, yeah. a little more interactivity. I think it's, it's a good thing. I like it. Yeah, I like all the places. I thought the Australia trip, New Zealand trip went really well. Matt, you, you went to Sydney, right? I went to Sydney earlier this year with Jeff. We had a really good time. And Griffin. Uh, and, uh, yeah, what else did we do? It's nice to be able to do the international stuff. Yeah, I feel like people. Even if we don't do other domestic events, I'd like to keep, you know, at least one Australia, New Zealand event and maybe do the one in the UK again. Yeah, I, the, the one thing I really like about going to do the events, um, you know, far overseas, is that they're so appreciative mm-hmm. about us coming out. And I don't know if it's because they're so far away, it's hard to get, you know, people to come out for events like that or whatever. But, I mean, the reception we always get in, in Australia and New Zealand is just off the charts. Yeah, same in the UK. Everyone was so nice. I mean, people. Yeah. Brought you know lots of liquor. People brought like we had so much scotch and <laughs> and gin, and someone brought some coffee. And I, I didn't notice that you brought snacks. that back to the office. You can't bring it on the plane. Oh. so I had to drink it all. <laughs> <laughs> what a hardship! Uh, we drank almost all of it. I think we had like four bottles of scotch and a bottle of gin. And I think we we all we had like a little bit of one bottle of scotch left at the end of it. Wow, we we fucking powered through it. That's a good convention, all right. Yeah. And so, then, no, so, so no merchandise, but we still turned a profit. Yeah. <laughs> we still got drunk. <laughs> so we, yeah, we had all that. People brought snacks and like all kinds of food, like from I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know what most of the stuff was. I guess yeah. it's like British stuff. I had a speaking of British stuff, I ate a disgusting sandwich on the flight on the way back. That's un, so unusual for uh, having gone to the UK. They're known for their Great delightful yeah, food. <laughs> well, they invented the sandwich, so. Uh, like I'm sitting there and they like they give me the, they, they throw the sandwich at me it was, a, it was an awful flight on the way back anyway the sandwich gets thrown at me <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's in like a plastic bag so I open it up and it's a cold sandwich it's obviously been in the refrigerator and it's ham and cheese and what looks like some kind of cream spread on it like I don't know cream cheese or something I'm like alright so I take a bite out of it and I'm like that spread's really weird and the spread's thick like that thick you can't see on the podcast but anyway so it's like a white cheddar ham and I can't figure out the spread and I take another bite I'm like, that's butter. Oh, I've had, I've had a butter ham and cheese sandwich yeah. over there before. It was yeah. a cold ham and cheese and butter sandwich. That's a lot of butter, though. It was thick. It was like as thick as the cheese was. Mm. Ew. And I was so hungry on that plane that I ate the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with them making the sandwich weird, with butter it, on it? It's weird what everybody's like, like a, what we'll think of as a normal food, but you change one thing about it and it gets really weird. You know, you're or just a different like cultural the cream thing. Cheese or something, but it's butter. That yeah, would, like the big, the big cream cheese would have been weird. The thing in Australia I could not get over was that they put fucking beets on their hamburgers. Oh, I hate that. I Why hate do that they shit. do that? Burgers are just weird, man. They're the, even weird. The they're also like ground meat, yeah. right? They're not. Uh, they're not like formed yeah. patties. They're like like they've been shredded. Or something. I had to ask for no pineapple. Really? <laughs> the burger. Um. Yeah. Like, so do you want it to the side? I was like, no. I'm like, no. Fucking no. No. Throw it away. Throw all of it away and never offer it again on your menu. You know, uh, I, I normally never eat breakfast, but on these trips, like, you get jet lag and your body thinks it's a different time. So on these trips, I'll typically eat breakfast. Yeah. And I always think it's something you said. The first time we went to 
New Zealand. We sat down and we ate breakfast at the hotel, and you talked about how much you love breakfast because it's the one meal where it's okay to get as many drinks as you want. It's true. Like you can have coffee, various juices, water, mm-hmm. milk. And if you need hair of the dog, you can have a little whiskey yeah. or a beer or something. <laughs> Nobody's going to say, hey. It's yeah, our, it's true. I always think about that, like how, how breakfast is the special meal where you get. So now, whenever I do eat breakfast, I make sure I line up as many drinks as I can. It's like, if, I want to be able to drink everything. If you're a beverage lover, Breakfast is your meal. <laughs> Breakfast is made for beverage lovers. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, I don't, I don't, we actually ate... There's this Caribbean place, oddly enough, across the street from our hotel. It was like the only restaurant out there <laughs> that we ate at that was really fucking good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I wouldn't, it was amazing. What'd you eat there? I had jerk chicken, but it was like... It was actually kind of spicy... And uh, it was seasoned really well. It was juicy. It was it was awesome. So if you're in Docklands, I highly mm-hmm. recommend Caribbean Scene. Interesting at the Royal I, Victoria Dock. Whenever it's like you know when you're in the U.S. and you're eating, you know other cultural cuisine like Chinese food or Caribbean food or Mexican food or whatever. You know it's not like definitively that culture's way of making mm-hmm. the food, but we are so ingrained to what you know we think it's supposed to taste like here. Whenever you go overseas to you know another place and they make it differently. To me, it's always like they're trying to imp- like impersonate <laughs> what yeah. it would taste like if it was American style Chinese food or Ameri- you know one of those mm-hmm. other ones. Mm-hmm. It's like the, it's the weirdest experience. It's like like the thing with the pineapples on the hamburger. You'll get like some kind of very typical Chinese food, like an egg roll, and it'll have beets inside it, or yeah, or yeah. who knows what you know. You know, um, one one Potatoes. night we had dinner, or I guess a couple of nights we had dinner at the uh, at the hotel we were staying at. And uh, one of the menu items you could order was braised faggots. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's like all it was like like all the other menu items. It says braised faggots. Then under it's like faggots means meatballs or like something else. It was like an explanation of what it said. I guess they got sick enough of hearing it constantly. We're not going to change it. Yeah, we're no. just going to asterisk clarify. So you ordered the faggots and got balls in your mouth. Yes. Is that what happened? That's exactly what happened. I knew knew this trip was going to be good because on the first day we were there, I ate a kangaroo. (gasps) Did you really eat a kangaroo? Yes. As soon as we got there, that's what I want. I wanted to eat something I couldn't eat in America and I ate a kangaroo. My only complaint is that I couldn't pick out the exact kangaroo that I ate. Like I wanted to be able to go to like a reserve and say that one. I want to eat that kangaroo. Like, a, like with the lobsters in the tank? Yeah. And they give you a knife and you get to like <gasps> then you fight, it. fight it. It's, yeah. got, it's got the boxing gloves. and That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to box a kangaroo. But Brandon's way more brutal than me. I guess he's like... <laughs> I hear a kangaroo will fuck you up with its hind legs. Oh, oh yeah. because yeah. they, 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 It like leans back on, on its tail. tail. Yeah. 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 Koalas too, man. They're terrifying. But Stay away from a koala. The, um, uh, like a death grip. Yeah, just their like nails are and just like, Yeah. But I think uh, Katie from the Archie Oz group told me that uh, eating kangaroos is considered a very good thing. Like you're supposed to eat kangaroos because um, it's, it's, like it's low. It, well, no, no, more like it's local, oh. and um, you know they have a lot of kangaroos, so it's not like they're they're an you know, endangered species or something. Yeah, and it's not like they're they're using up the land with with cattle that need a lot of water and uh, I guess right. that's and, true. You know, it's more they're out uh, in the wild. It's better, like yeah. ecologically and environmentally, it's better to eat kangaroos. Interesting. Hmm. Apparently. So, kangaroos. So, you, so that's how they spin it to try to get people <laughs> to eat kangaroos yeah. in Australia. Also, you're supposed to eat aborigines, apparently. <laughs> no. no but, but, uh, so apparently, Brandon, you're doing your part to protect uh, Australian environment and wildlife. I just want to clarify, in no way was that my motivation, <laughs> my thinking. 
I just wanted to eat a kangaroo. All right. Okay, well, we should probably wrap this up. I know people hate it when I say that. But uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. And um, hopefully next week we will have more of, or we'll tell the story of uh, Australia and New Zealand. With uh, with Bernie and Joel. Yes. Yeah, I am going to be doing a lot of, uh, I'm going to be on the defensive mode. Okay, I'll, I'll, play, I'll play ref. All right, so okay. thanks for listening. All right, bye. Bye.